It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Just take a regular mic. That's fine. Number three. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for... This time we can be together. We thank you for each one that's here. We pray, Lord, that there would be a blessing on each one that's here and our friends that didn't make it this morning. Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit be in our midst. Be with Larry as he delivers a message. Help us to prepare our hearts to receive the words you have for us. We pray that you watch over our country and our military. In Jesus' name, amen. A, a studio microphone. Turn it up a little, please. Is the whole thing just kind of gone downhill, or where are we here on the volumes this morning? Maybe we've lost all of our monitors. That's what it is. Still, they're still off. Okay, there's this is a different sound from the stage this morning, so I hope you'll just bear with us here. And can you hear me okay? Oh, fine. That's all that matters. And if the whole thing shuts down, we'll just speak up. You know, that's what they say, you know, stand up, speak up, shut up, right? <laughs> in that order. So hopefully I'll remember all three of those points this morning. It's great to see you guys. 
Let's take a look at this interesting passage of Scripture from the Gospel uh, in the New Testament. It's always the Gospel in the New Testament because in the New Testament we find the good news from God, the, the, the love of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God, the beautiful things about life, all that is surrounding us in the springtime that we see and enjoy. It's so beautiful. And here's something else beautiful that I want to share with you for a few moments this morning, and that is the fruit of the Spirit. Now, I don't know uh, exactly how to approach this because there is always the, I think, the temptation, you know, is to preach to those other people out there, you know. Sometimes people leave, they shake my hand, they say, boy, that was a great message this morning. Preacher, I just wish my neighbor was here to have heard it. I, I think there's a tendency for us to do that, you know, to think about, boy, how that would apply to somebody I know. Boy, that just, that just reminds me so much of so-and-so. It just always seems to be that way. But I will tell you, that in all honesty, that for me to bring you this message today has been uh, a difficult thing. It's caused me to look within myself and could you turn this down just a little? There's a little feedback. You hear that high-frequency squeal? Okay, we don't want that. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm just trying to get this thing leveled out here this morning. Uh, but for me, this has been a difficult message to, to bring to you. And I think any serious person, anybody who looks at these words from the Scripture seriously would have to wrestle with their own story and with their own life, their own demons, their own weaknesses, their own struggles, their own problems before you can adequately even begin to talk about such things as joy and peace and love and patience and all those qualities, all of which are very desirable qualities. We would agree with that. The, the quality of being a loving person, the quality of having joyous celebration in your life, the quality of being a kind person. All these are qualities that we would love to have and we would desire to have. But they unfortunately do not come naturally to us. Have you noticed this? That the very thing that you would really want to be, the very person you would really like to be, you aren't. And you struggle to try to improve your situation, try to improve yourself so that you can become a, a better person. And sometimes the, it, it happens like this. You get so discouraged by your faltering and your failing and your inadequacy that you just feel that, uh, I don't even know if it's even possible. And you get discouraged and you begin to lose hope and you lose faith. It can happen. Especially if you feel that it's up to you to be the one to pull all this off. Because I would say we all need help to be able to achieve this. To become a person full of love, to become a loving person, I would need help with that. To become a joyous person, I would need help with that. So there are two kinds of fruit according to this uh, passage in the Bible. Now, I have a friend who uh, had an orchard before his uh, wife made him tear down the orchard and move to town because she wanted to move to town. <laughs> so he had his orchard. Some of you might even know this gentleman. He's a wonderful man. 
But in his uh, orchard business, he, his goal was to develop fruit, and his fruit was wonderful. He sold apples. They were beautiful apples, uh, Honeycrisp, Gala, Red Delicious, all those different types of apples. He had rows and rows of them. It was beautiful. But I know how hard he worked. I mean, I really don't know because I wasn't out there with him every day, but I know that it took a ton of work in order to produce that fruit. And it is that way, I think, with our spiritual life. Because this month here at Friends and Family, we're emphasizing the importance of developing your spirituality. We've acknowledged that we're all physical beings, but we also are spiritual beings, and we also have some problems in that spiritual dimension. We'd like to become better people. But for us to develop these uh, fruit of the Spirit, then it's also going to take some work. It's going to take some effort. It's going to take some concentration, some commitment. It's not just going to happen naturally. Because you know what the natural fruit is? The natural fruit is hate. The natural fruit, fruit is sadness. The natural fruit is conflict. The natural fruit is grudges. All the opposites of what we see on the screen this morning. If you go down that list, the first one is love. What is the opposite of love? Well, it's hate. What do we need more naturally? Do we more naturally love or more naturally tend to be hateful? Unfortunately, the writer of this passage said, one of the fruit of the human condition is to be a hateful person. He talks about it in terms of the fruits of the flesh, the fruits of the human of the humanity, the, the human inclination, if you will. Now, it would be nice if we didn't have that human inclination, wouldn't it? Would you ever like to just be free of all those evil inclinations that come to you, all those tendencies to just make matters worse instead of trying to make things better? Wouldn't it be great if we didn't have to deal with those kinds of what I will call evil inclinations? So as a, as a Christian and as a person who desires to be a good person, we have to put aside our evil inclinations as best we can and begin to develop the spiritual fruit, the fruit of the Spirit, which is to become a loving person. Well, let me ask you this. Have you had enough of being a hateful person yourself? Are you happier because you're hateful toward other people, because you've said hateful things, because you hold resentment in your heart towards someone who has possibly actually done you wrong, done you terrible wrong, perhaps. One of the stories from World War II was a Christian woman who was subjected to the terrors of the concentration camps, and she somehow miraculously survived, but she saw her sister die there, many of her family die there, and she came out of there with a terrible hatred for people who had done this, and understandably so, right? Rightful indignation, we call it, or something like that. Uh, but then becoming a Christian, she realizes hate is only hurting me. And one night at a group gathering where she was 
giving us a talk about her experiences in the concentration camp. Who came and sat in the back of the audience but one of the men who was there at the concentration camp, one of the Gestapo or whatever they were called, that perpetrated this evil upon her. And she was looking at him face to face once again. And she offered him tears of forgiveness and words of grace. And that is an incredible story of how a person suffering such injustice could still be a loving person to others. Who has hurt you? Who has been unfair and unjust to you? you, you their name comes to mind immediately. How do you feel about that person? Can you express love and forgiveness toward them? If you are still holding the bitterness in your heart and you feel almost what we would call hatred toward them, then you see you need to develop the love because the love doesn't come naturally. It comes with difficulty. It comes with discipline. It comes with a conscious decision to become a different kind of person than the kind of person that you would tend naturally to be. In other words, it's unnatural to be a loving person. I know that sounds strange on the surface of it, but in many respects, it truly is. It takes work and effort, and we know this in any relationship, that in order to have a long-term positive relationship, it requires what? It requires hard work. It requires commitment. It requires effort. As they say in Brazil, eu estou tentando, which means I am trying. I'm trying. And we have to make the decision that I've had it with hatred, and I can see what hatred does, and I see it on the news every night. I don't want to be like this. I want to become a loving person. Have you had enough of sadness? Well, I will tell you this, that over the last few years, there's been a lot of sadness in my life. You know, sadness through a lot of things. Broken relationships, going through a divorce, losing the immediate family that was my family, the death of my mother. Then, of course, the illness, the extended illness of my son, Jeffrey, with pancreatic cancer and, and his agonies and his suffering for the year that he lived and his premature death at the age of 41. And to be at his funeral service and then to deal with the days of grief that follow. This had been a terrible time of sadness for me. I've screamed at God in the middle of the night. It's been hell on earth in a lot of ways. No one ever should have to go through this. You know, they say you should never have to bury your children, so to speak. Well, I'm no different than, than you. Many of you have lost your father. You lost your mother. You lost your child, your loved one. So it is common to the human experience that, as they say, it always seems to be different when it happens to you. And in the midst of the sadness, it's okay to be sad, but you don't want to stay sad forever because 
But my mother passed away, and I was angry with God because of the suffering she went through. You know, I mean, she never, I just asked for a little favor, you know, you say a little prayer, say, well, Lord, just extend her life for a few more years, you know. But that prayer wasn't answered. You ask a lot of little things in prayer, and they're not answered. So after a while, you stop asking, right? That's what I do. I'm just being honest with you. And you become sad. And then you realize, you know, <laughs> what's wrong with you, Collins? You need to lighten up a little bit and realize the way things really are. And remember that your mother's mother died, and she went right on, and she raised you kids, and we laughed, and we played, and we had such a great time. And she didn't sit around all the time moping and crying and bewailing her situation. She celebrated life, so you need to get over it and move on into some joyous celebration. How about some joy for a change? I've had it with being sad all the time, right? The sun is shining, the grass is green, the sky is blue, the clouds are white. Life is beautiful, life is good. I'm not going to spend all my time being sad. It's a decision that we make. And it comes to us because we realize that God doesn't want us to, and our loved ones who have passed don't want us to be sitting around moping and crying all the time and feeling and grieving and going through this. They live their life to their fullest. Let us live our lives to our fullest. Let's celebrate life and enjoy every moment of it. That's what our responsibility is as human beings and as Christians, to have the fruit of joy and to stop being so sad all the time. Be sad for a while and be honest about it. But then the day comes when you realize I need to get my joy back because there's strength in joy. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. So this joy that can come to you is this in part that we have a promise that we'll be reunited with our loved ones again someday. Yes, we do. We have that promise. So where shall we ever be together with them in the air with the Lord? Are you tired of conflict? I am just so tired of conflict. I'm tired of the wars. I'm tired of the killings. I'm tired of the interpersonal stresses and strains. I'm tired of all these politicians on the TV going back and forth. I'm tired of all this conflict. I'm tired of it. I just want to take a deep breath. I want to shut off the TV, turn off the computer, and turn off the cell phone and just be for a change. It would be wonderful just to get rid of all this conflict. You know, you have to preserve some space for your own sanity, right? You have to. And then you can have peace. Because the natural tendency for humans is to enter into conflict and remain in conflict. If there's a misunderstanding, somebody gets their nose out of joint or somebody gets their feelings hurt or, you know, I, please, at this point, I just don't want to listen to it. I don't want to hear it. I know I should, but I'm tired of all this, you know, dial up a little backbone and just like suffer through and figure out a way to, you know, take care of the situation. I'm tired of trying to chase after it. All these little troubles and trials, I, I'm tired of conflict. I want to develop the peace of God in my heart and in my life. Is that selfish? No. Well, I don't know if that it is. Maybe it's self-interest. Is that all bad? I don't think so. Because if my well is dry, I got no water to share with anybody. If I don't have any peace, 
How am I going to talk about peace to you on Sunday morning when I'm supposed to give a talk? I mean, it better have something to say instead of having to say something, right? Boy, that's a big difference, too. <laughs> I want to have something to say. And I can tell you that <clears throat> the peace of God can come when you let go of all of your troubling thoughts and stop beating up on your neighbor and your friends and your kids and your wife and your husband and anybody else that might cross your path because you can always find fault and you can enter into conflict so easily. It comes naturally. So who are you having trouble with? Every time you think of them, it just gives you a headache, right? Well, stop thinking about them. <laughs> and try to get a little peace of mind for a change. Amen? Amen. That's right. Now we're talking. And how about grudges? Are you tired of grudges? Have you, had, have you held your grudge long enough? How, long, how much longer are you going to hold on to your grudge? Oh, those brats, they did me wrong, you know. How about developing the fruit of forbearance? You know what forbearance is? That's when they forgive you of your debts. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Remember that? I'm so tired of holding grudges against people because you know why? When I hold grudges against people or I speak ill of other people, you know who that really hurts? It hurts me. And it gives me a knot in my stomach and it makes me feel bad about myself. And then later on I start thinking, boy, oh boy, why do I feel so miserable? And then I realize, well, I just spent a ton of energy bad-mouthing somebody else and feeling sorry for myself and trying to protect and defend myself. It would be better if I just didn't do that in the first place. Why am I holding on to this grudge? I need to let this go. I need to become forbearant. And what that means is make allowances for other people. Just don't be so hard on, it, on each other. You know, if you're not so hard on other people, maybe you won't be quite as hard on yourself. Because Jesus said, you know, you can see that little fault in your brother, but you can't see this big fault in your own heart. Right? The speck and the beam. Remember that story? So easy to do. I think sometimes the faults we see in others are the very things that we're most guilty of ourselves. It's like they say, look in the mirror. Whoa, look at that. Maybe I shouldn't hold such grudges until I get my life a little more better straightened out. Are you tired of being mean? I, I will tell you that this being mean becomes a habit. There's power in meanness. You snap, you're grouchy, you're mean. You talk about people, you treat people a certain way, you get used to it. You kind of like it because there's power in being mean. There's power in being a smart aleck. There's power in being sassy and bossy. Everybody walks around on eggshells trying to keep from making you angry. There's power there. Some people love that power. And they would almost never give it up because they've learned that they can run around and run over people. But when you're the one that's doing that, it's not until you begin to suffer the loss of many relationships that you realize, I need to make a heartfelt change about the way I talk to my children. I need to make a heartfelt change about the way I speak to my wife or to the way I speak to my partner or the way I speak to my best friend, so to speak, or the way I speak to my loved one, the way I speak to my parents. Are you tired of harshness? I was going to just tell you the truth. 
And I was a young father. I was a terrible, terrible father. I just I was, I was too harsh with my children. I was. I apologized to them later, but, you know, I think in a lot of ways the damage was already done. And it's such a terrible thing to have to admit to. That's why I said when I'm preparing this message, I'm laying awake at night, I'm thinking about all this. I'm going to be giving a talk on how to be, what is it, kind. I've got to look it up <laughs> to even say the word. Who am I to be giving a talk on being kind? See what I'm saying? But that was then. I'm not as mean as I used to be, right? I have made my mistakes. I have failed. I have had my sins. I have, and I still have them to a certain extent. But I'm not just going to live there forever. I made a change in my heart. I got tired of being mean. I got tired of it. I got tired of doing bad things. I got tired of abandoning responsibility. I got tired of being gruff. I got tired of being out of control. And I began to develop goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control and all those other things that are listed there that are too long to talk about all of them for any length of time. And somebody said, amen. <laughs> and now in my closing remarks, and people always like it when you say that, one lady just said, oh, Lord, I just hope that it's true. Yeah. In my closing remarks, I would just simply like to say thank you for coming today again. And thank you for listening to these very relevant points. And I hope that in some of these things that I've reflected with you over on the, from the scriptures, that the word of God, that the spirit of God that attends to these passages of scripture will have spoken to you in your heart in some one point out of all of this that, I, that has been said, will stick with you. Was it the point about giving up hate? Was it the point about not carrying a grudge? Was it the point about not just living in sorrow and sadness? What was the point for you that you're carrying with you now? That you, it like, ding, ding, you know, like a text message, ding. Oh, that one's for me. I'm not going to think about my, boy, I wish my neighbor had heard that. No, I'm going to take that one with me. And that's going to be my message for today. Wouldn't it just be wonderful if we could develop these wonderful gifts of the Spirit and become better people? Because that's what spiritual growth really is. It isn't a bunch of bizarre, odd, weird stuff going on in the spirit world. It's all this stuff going on right here in this world, right here in these relationships, right here today in April of 2016. It's the stuff that's happening right now in our lives that the spiritual growth can take place. And I'm trying to develop these fruit in my life. I hope you'll join with me. Will you? Will you make that decision this morning to take that one thing that came to you and say, Lord, with your help, with the help of your spirit, I'm going to become a more spiritual, spirit-filled, better human being because I heard from you today.
And I pray you'll help me to become that. And I know you will. I believe it. I'm going to work on it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is the Word of God. Steve, you want to tell us? Uh, we're going to move, change the date, but he wants to. He's going to mention something to us here. Yeah, yeah we we're going to have a weird hat Sunday. It was <laughs> next week. I guess we're going to move it up to the funny hat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's a weird hat Sunday. So if you got a weirder hat than my wife does, wear it. Oh, yeah, funny hat like Sunday, funny weird hat Sunday, it's all the same. That's not next week, though. It's the second Sunday in May. Is that Mother's Day? In Mother's honor, we will wear weird hats, okay? So if you wear a weird hat today, that's okay. Especially, we're going to give you special consideration on that, on that next day.
song for you here. Let's all join together. It's called Our God. Open the eyes of the blind 
God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God. God bless you. Make his face shine upon you and give you his grace. Amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.